Hi guys, welcome back to Typically Peachy. How are we all doing? Personally, I'm doing all right, but you can probably hear from my voice that I am in recovery mode. I told you guys that last weekend I went to Vegas for a bachelorette party, and I am really feeling that this week. I am tired, my voice is hoarse, but we're getting through it. It's already Thursday, a weekend is in the near, near future. So if you are also feeling tired, remember only a couple days left until hopefully a couple relaxing days for you. We're in it together. We're going to make it through. Not a whole lot of new stuff that I'm up to. This past weekend was really fun. Definitely worth the horse voice. It was great to celebrate someone close in my life. It was great to see one of my best friends. And it was great to spend so much time with my sister. Us two together on a trip like this, it was like the dynamic duo was back. We had such an amazing time together, consistently rallying the crew. That's kind of always our job when we're in social situations. If people are tired, if they want to stay in, if they want to relax, we're there to remind everybody what we're all there for. I'm good to do that on my own a lot of times, but I will say it is very fun to have my sister there to be on the same energy level as me. Other than that, this upcoming weekend, my boyfriend's family is going to be in town, which is going to be really fun. We're going to go to a baseball game, go to some nice dinners. Also, Sunday is Father's Day, so shout out to the dads out there. Shout out to my dad. I won't be able to be with him on the day, but I'm going to be going home that following week. So a little bit of a late celebration, which feels fitting because for Mother's Day, we did an early celebration. And for Father's Day, I'm going to be doing a late celebration. We get the celebrating in no matter what, even if it's not on that specific day. So yes, more travel in my future, but it's traveling home, so not exactly the same thing. Which, thank goodness, because honestly, from that trip to Vegas, I feel like I now need a vacation. That's it for what's new with me. Now let's get right into the rest of this episode, starting off with what's hot this week. First story, which some of you may have seen, but I wanted to touch on it because I have some thoughts. So here we go. According to Hypebeast.com, Apple debuts long-awaited Vision Pro AR headset. During its Worldwide Developers Conference, Apple pulled back the curtain on its hotly anticipated first AR headset, the Apple Vision Pro. After reported seven years of development, the innovative device is, quote, the first Apple product you look through and not at, according to CEO Tim Cook. The headset relies on users' eyes, hands, and finger movements for controls, marking the beginning of the tech giant's move into, quote, spatial computing. Upon wearing the device, users will see the apps they're familiar with, and they'll be able to place them anywhere in their space at any desired scale. Using a dial, users can decide how much of the world around them they would like to see. Alternatively, they can choose to launch apps in specific spaces around them, or they can expand apps to fully encapsulate their space. In a feature called EyeSight, the device can show pass-through video of its users' eyes, providing surrounding people with feedback about what the wearer is viewing inside the headset. Meanwhile, Vision Pro can connect to Apple's Mac lineup, letting users expand their computer displays into their virtual spaces. In the headset, FaceTime has the ability to show life-size people through video calls. The device hosts Apple's first-ever 3D camera, providing optimized depth through photo and video with spatial audio. 
Vision Pro can also be used to consume entertainment content with a dedicated video mode that allows users to alter the size of their viewing screen in real time. On the gaming front, the headset will support more than 100 games from the Apple Arcade library, and the system will also be able to connect with PS5 and Xbox controllers. As for its construction, Vision Pro is equipped with a ribbed wraparound head strap, while the front of its device is composed of 3D-formed laminated glass. The headset's face pad can flex to adapt to various faces, and for those with glasses, Apple says there will be custom optical inserts that will plug into the lenses. Vision Pro will run on Apple's M2 chip, as well as a new chip titled R1, which is made to control the headset's 12 cameras, 5 sensors, and microphones. The device's OS is aptly titled Vision OS, expanding upon Apple's previous interfaces as the, quote, first OS designed from the ground up for spatial computing, per Apple's VP of Industrial Design, Richard Howarth. The headset will be able to run for two hours with an external battery, though it can last all day while plugged in. In lieu of Face ID, Vision Pro will authenticate its users with a new feature titled Optic ID, which utilizes the device's built-in eye sensors to confirm users' identities. Vision Pro, which has been rumored for months, will compete with Facebook and Instagram owner Meta's line of MetaQuest devices. The device will be priced at $3,499 and will be available early next year. All right, guys, so I feel like Hypebeast did a very good description of what this AR headset is, some of the features that are involved, and I feel like so much of the news out there for this has kind of been in meme culture. A lot of people are saying that this looks like a scuba mask, so there have been memes surrounding that. Also, people are saying that the price is outrageous, which, to be fair, that is a very, very high price point. $3,499? That is way more than Meta's line of headsets. Although I guess this one is AR and the other one is VR. I don't know if Meta has AR devices. Regardless, I do think that it's a hard sell. But I will say that I watched Apple's full promotional video of this. It came up for me as an ad on YouTube while I was watching a video that I wanted to watch on YouTube. And I watched the entire ad because one, I was curious, but two, I was very impressed by all of the features that this device does have. I think that I assumed it was going to be really similar to the MetaQuest devices, and I have a VR headset. I have a Quest 2, and Apple's device, to me at least, feels very different. Again, it is AR instead of VR. For one, it is very integrated into the Apple ecosystem. So it seems like it would be very useful for somebody that does have all Apple products. But on the other end of it, it seems like it probably wouldn't be used by somebody that doesn't already have a lot of Apple products. I know many people's phones of choice is an iPhone, laptops, a lot of people love MacBooks. But there are people that prefer Android devices, so we can't forget about them out here. I do think it's cool, though. It's exciting to see the technology. And the video that they put together, the ad for this, I actually would encourage a lot of people to watch it. Because even though at this current moment in time, I have no desire to buy this device, mostly because of that price point, I do still think that it's interesting to see what they're creating, to see the innovation behind it, and to see how they really have thought of so many different things. 
so many features that I feel like would be really, really cool to have. Like one thing in the video that they showed is that if you were watching a movie through the headset, you could make your surrounding area integrated into the movie. So if like the setting was a desert or something, you could make everything around you a desert. So you could feel like you're more involved in what you're watching. That's something that I thought was just cool. But then I also think that there are features that would be really helpful for organization purposes or for brainstorming or for working or anything like that. I don't know. I was impressed and the price tag definitely did draw me off from it at the start when they announced this. And I was like, okay, definitely way too much. I'm not interested at all. But then I watched the video and I was a little bit interested, definitely intrigued. So again, definitely not going to buy it at this price point, but I do think that it's cool and it's kind of just exciting to have a new product out there that people are talking about. I'm excited for people to buy it because I love to see reviews of products like this on YouTube. I did that for the AirPod Max headphones too. I watched so many reviews about that, mostly because I was deciding which headphones to buy, but also I do just like to see real people's experience with the product apart from just the company promoting it themselves. Because obviously, they love their product, they created their product, and they're trying to sell their product. So if any of you guys end up purchasing, please make a YouTube video about it, send me the link. I want to watch it. I am very interested to see if this is something that's going to take off, if they're going to be making a lot of adjustments to it. I'm sure there will be multiple iterations. And if that price point is here to stay or if it's really just going to deter a lot of people from purchasing. We will see how it all ends up, but exciting news from Apple nonetheless. All right, guys, next up for what's hot, another story from Hypebeast.com, kind of a fun one that I came across that I just wanted to share because I found it really interesting. Here's the headline. Five things you might not know about Lego random i know but it's actually really interesting information here we go number one lego is the world's largest tire manufacturer coming out on top based on sheer quantity it's important to note that these tires are much smaller and less detailed these pieces are used in everything from its car focus speed champions line to general themes such as the city line Guinness World Records gave LEGO the title in 2011, noting that the company created a total of 381 million tires in 2010 alone. That is a wild, wild fact. Thing number two, every LEGO minifigure had the exact same head shape for 21 years. Nowadays, many minifigures are packed with incredible detailing, Whether it be dual-molded legs, arm printing, or a cloth accessory, LEGO has raised the bar significantly in recent years. However, it wasn't until 1999, 21 years after the first minifigure was created, that LEGO introduced sculpted headpieces for its minifigures. Prior to then, every LEGO figure had the exact same head shape, limiting what characters it could accurately depict. Very funny fact. Thing number three... Some Lego sets are tested in a sauna. Regardless of whether a brick is molded in Denmark or Mexico, Lego requires all of its pieces to meet the exact same quality standards. Beyond the brand's rigorous testing on its individual pieces, assembled sets are also subject to extensive testing. 
structural integrity is a natural point for any set to be evaluated. However, LEGO goes so far as to use ovens to determine a product's resistance to sunlight. When it came time to perform this test on the 5,195-piece Millennium Falcon for the Ultimate Collector Series in 2007, LEGO had to place the build in a sauna, as the 25-inch-long behemoth couldn't fit in their ovens. LEGO has produced many sizable sets since then, so it's not unrealistic to think that they've upgraded the size of their ovens to match. Imagine having a LEGO that big. Thing number four... The most common character found in sets is Batman. With nearly 20,000 LEGO sets released to date and over 15,000 unique minifigures in existence, there's one character that stands out from the rest when it comes to quantity of releases, Batman. Appearing in 145 sets and 87 different variants to date, Batman holds the record for both values. Congratulations, Batman. And thing number five authentic solid gold lego figures exist over the years lego has celebrated special events movies and more with ultra rare minifigures from crafting special movie props to sending custom figures to orbit around the planet jupiter there's a story behind every lego minifigure one that has captivated collectors over a decade is a 14 karat gold c3po figure crafted in celebration of star wars's 30th anniversary this incredible minifigure was given away in 2007, with only five in existence. Since then, several have been sold with number four and five currently listed at a whopping $200,000 on eBay. Wild that it costs that much, but I am not that surprised. People love their Legos, and people love things that are incredibly rare. And I guess 14 karat gold. Those are your Lego facts of the day. I would not say that I was a huge Lego fan as a child, or even into my adult life. I know adults play with Lego sometimes too. But when I was a kid, I had a princess Lego set that I was pretty obsessed with. There's really something about building your own castle, you know? That's it for what's hot. Now let's get right into what's good. I have two movies to recommend to you guys. One, a brand new one that I had never watched until a couple days ago when I was on a plane. It is called 80 for Brady. Here's your summary. Four best friends live life to the fullest when they embark on a wild trip to see their hero, Tom Brady, play in the 2017 Super Bowl. This movie is just fun. It is funny. It is heartwarming. It is feel good. I loved watching it, like the experience of watching it was just so wholesome. I loved every single character. Also, the people in it, quite a cast. Jane Fonda, Rita Moreno, Sally Field, Lily Tomlin, Harry Hamlin, Tom Brady himself, of course. It was just a really good, lighthearted movie if you want something like that, about four best friends that go on this journey together that honestly did have some emotional parts to it. My eyes teared up at a certain point in this movie, okay? Not to say that that doesn't happen for me often when I watch feel-good movies. I'm a sucker for them, you guys. I just eat it up. I am 100% the audience for movies like this. Also, it is based on a true story, which of course, we love to see that. It makes it that much better. If you guys want to watch it for yourself, 
check it out on Paramount+. Plus. The next movie I want to recommend is also a movie that I watched on the plane, but also a movie that I have seen, I don't know, probably 20 plus times in my life. It is what I would call an absolute classic, one that I will never get sick of, but also one that I have not seen in so long. It is just a comfort movie for me, and I don't know why it's taken me so long to revisit this movie again. But in case you haven't seen it in a while, I'm recommending it here and now. The movie that I'm talking about is The Princess Diaries. (laughs) You guys are probably like, that was a lot of anticipation for The Princess Diaries. But guys, I love this movie. I know so many people love this movie. It was a staple for a lot of our childhoods. If by some rare chance you have not yet seen this movie, here's your summary. Shy San Francisco teenager Mia Thermopolis, played by Anne Hathaway, is thrown for a loop when, from out of the blue, she learns the astonishing news that she's a real-life princess. As the heir apparent to the crown of the small European principality of Genovia, Mia begins a comical journey toward the throne when her strict and formidable grandmother, Queen Clarice Rinaldi, played by Julie Andrews, shows up to give her, quote, princess lessons. This is just a fan favorite since 2001 when it came out, which I cannot believe it came out that long ago, but it did, and we're revisiting it. There are currently two out. I am personally a bigger fan of the first one, but also I'm pretty sure last year they announced that there was going to be another one. We haven't really gotten that many details about it. We haven't gotten a release date. But apparently, it's coming, so what better way to get yourself excited about that potential with rewatching from the beginning? If you guys want to watch it, go down memory lane, or maybe view it for the very first time, it is on Disney+. Plus. Alright everyone, and last up for what's good, your song. It is called, If We Were Vampires, by Noah Kahan featuring Wesley Schultz. As always, you can find it on our playlist, Typically Peachy, What's Good, on Spotify. And now, to round out this episode, Need to Know Basis, bringing it back to what I was talking about in the beginning of this episode, Vegas Baby. Not really Vegas as a whole, that's not the topic, but how me and my sister were acting in Vegas. Like I told you guys, We are ralliers. We are people that read the room, understand the environment, keep the party going, especially when we are in an environment where the party's supposed to keep going. You know what I mean? It's not like we went on a relaxing beach vacation. No, 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 no. We were in Vegas, okay? So we were going out, we were having fun, we were celebrating the bride, which meant that even if we were exhausted, even if the days were long, the sleep was short, we were going to rally. And sometimes that feels, if you guys are those kinds of people, you know who you are, if you're the rallier in the group, it can be exhausting, okay? And I feel like it always looks like it's not exhausting, but only because you are rallying the rest. You are putting on a brave face, you are working through your exhaustion, 
you have a primary goal that no matter what, everyone is going to have the time of their lives. And sometimes, if you are that person, there are moments where you don't always want to be that person. It can be the case where you would rather just lay in bed and watch a movie and order food, which me and my sister are often put in situations where we do feel like that is the ideal. We do want to do that. We would prefer to do that. But again, it's about reading the environment and putting your best foot forward in order to help out the people that you're with. And my reason for telling you guys all this is because I do feel like it is important to try to help rally. Even if you're not a rallier, even if you're not a naturally born rallier, I have found now, specifically I guess for bachelorette parties, but also in other environments where you're trying to celebrate something or celebrate someone, that it really can make all the difference if you make that person that you are celebrating, that you are trying to make feel special, if you are just 100% on board with doing whatever you have to do, I mean, obviously nothing like too, too wild, but you guys know what I mean. Lifting that person up, saying that no matter what, you want to do what they want to do. If they want to stay out, you're staying out. If they want to go get food, you're going to go find the best place to get food with them. If they want to try a new spot, you're going to the new spot. If they need encouragement to get up and keep the party going, that's what you're doing for them. I think it's just so important that when you are in a situation, specifically a celebratory situation, to just do it all to make it feel as special as possible. Because it is really easy to be like, oh, I'd rather stay back. I would rather relax. I would rather just chill. And that is okay. And I know that everybody's different and everybody has different reasonings for doing the things that they do. And sometimes it is actually necessary for people to stay back for themselves and their well-being. But I also think remembering the environment that you're in and the purpose that you're there for and that your primary goal, especially in a situation like a bachelorette party or something similar, is to just make that person feel like they're being celebrated 100% of the time. So whether you are naturally that person or you are putting on a hat to become that person for your best friend or your sibling or somebody close to you in your life, try as long as again you don't have anything incredibly important and personal that you need to prioritize in that moment try to be that person to rally the rest because i can't imagine a situation where nobody is naturally that person so then nobody does it and then that's kind of sad because for moments like that something so significant in your life something that only lasts a couple of days rallying celebrating making it one of the best weekends you can make it, it matters. It's important. And I promise you that person that you are celebrating, they're going to feel so special because of it, which makes it all the exhaustion, the hoarse voice, the long hours, all of it, 1000% worth it. Thank you guys so much for listening to this week's episode. I hope that you have an amazing rest of your week, a fantastic weekend. Spend some time with the people that you love. Say something nice to a stranger. Rally for the ones who can't. Rally for the ones who won't. Rally for the ones you care about. Rally for you. And don't forget to stay peachy, my friends. (laughs) 